Welcome back to Trending in Education. And again, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming back and checking out the podcast. Dan Strafford, Mike Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you. And as you heard on our January 1st release, our year in review with our guests, uh, you heard that Mike Palmer is a new father. And we figure we'd take some time here with uh, all three of us discussing how we go about learning to be a parent and uh, what programs are out there in the world and how we do it societally. Uh, but first and foremost, I always like to welcome in Brandon. Mike, Brandon, how are you doing? How was your New Year's? How was the holidays? Uh, what's new in your world? Uh, my world is less new than Mike's world. So I'm going to get to him quickly, but I'll just say um, good, uh, good time away from work. Uh, excited. Uh, every time the calendar turns, it, it's just one day later, but uh, seems the symbolism of a new year is, uh, is exciting. So I am filled with um, optimism about the year ahead uh, and uh, excited to, uh, to be doing more of these with, uh, with you guys. And Mike, uh, we spoke uh, on that January 1st release about the uh, early days of uh, welcoming your son home. Uh, a quick update. How are things going? Uh, what's, uh, what's new and exciting uh, with MJ there in your world? Yeah, uh, the last uh, few days have been amazing. Uh, so, so we talked, I think I was, uh, eight days in and now I'm uh, maybe like uh, 10 or 11 days in and, uh, it's somewhat similar, but it is amazing how much, uh, how much kids change day to day. Uh, and, uh, we did our, uh, second, uh, pediatrician visit. He's, uh, he's, he's gaining his weight. Uh, it's, uh, I've never been so focused on uh, anyone's uh, bowel movements, even more so uh, than my own now. Uh, I'm really getting into uh, what he's got going on, uh, not to mention the wet diapers. So uh, it's crazy though, because you wind up rooting for, uh, for pooping and peepees, uh, is what, uh, what I never, no one tells you that. You know, no one tells you this is what's gonna happen and you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna actually be excited to change diapers because uh, you're actually doing something of value. The rest of the time, you're kind of sitting around, like trying to grab his grab his fingers. Hey, how you doing, kiddo? But like, but you want to be able to like do something of value. So you're like, please give me a wet diaper. Please give me something to provide value through. But uh, no, it's been amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just struck by how much there really is no. Uh, owner's manual like there, there's so a couple of friends gave me there's there's copies of owner's manuals that you could read through that are kind of right. clever fun parenting guides but uh but you but just walk not, out it's, the, it's not yeah. your maker model like that's the problem is you get these books and and you you read about them and they're 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 close but they're not quite it's kind of like getting the the Santa Fe when you have an Elantra. But uh, I, I think it struck me there, Mike, of uh, adding value and the idea of what to do in these early days. Brandon, uh, you're a few years removed from this now, um, trying to impart wisdom. We think back, I've forgotten a lot of it. You know, I forget a lot of those day-to-days, the late nights, the, the early mornings, which I still have today, but, but specifically with a newborn. Do you remember specifically having same feelings of, well, what do I do now? Yeah, for sure. So a couple of quick thoughts. Um, and, and Mike, I'll be interested to hear if you had any similar experiences. But there, there actually was an owner manual, an owner's manual, like a, like a pamphlet or like a, I feel like pamphlet implies like a trifold. There was like a, a, like a stapled together several sheet booklet that we didn't get until we checked out of postpartum. Like they, the, the, the nurse who was our like attending uh, just forgot. And so I was like, 
I'm not like the, how about the swaddling? How about the, you know, how about the, how about the, when do we wash this baby? And, uh, and I was asking, and then on the last day we were there for, for a couple days, um, uh, in the postpartum and, um, they were like, wait, you didn't get the, the, this little three page. Admittedly, it was, it was pretty flimsy. Uh, that has yeah. not uh, served, uh, you know, all of my parenting needs. But even that we didn't get. And it was just, it was so interesting that, um, you know, how human the whole experience is, right? Because uh-huh. we had a human who obviously did plenty of humans who helped us uh, bring this baby into the world. And then one of the humans just forgot to give us this thing that had uh, some important early data information. So that was one of the things, one of the other um Thoughts, uh, maybe two, uh, two other quick ones, and, and then I'll, I'll get back to you, Mike. But um, one was you have to watch, and I don't know if this was true for you too, but you have to watch the Don't Shake Your Baby video. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the one piece of, uh, of actual, you know, sort of multimedia, uh, uh, you know, video um, yeah. uh, delivery of that content was specifically on Don't Shake the Baby. So check. Uh, and then we did to, to Dan, to your point of forgetting things. So we did in the early days, like uh, infant CPR class, um, which, you know, I, I thankfully didn't need, but um, man, I would have been ill-equipped to do it um, if I hadn't taken that class, but I have absolutely forgotten uh, what I learned at that time. Now, I don't have an infant anymore, so it's less relevant for my child, but you know, if I were around an infant who needed CPR, like uh, knock on wood, hope that I never will be. But I, I don't believe that having, even having taken that class, I would be uh, well equipped to, to do that. So, um, yeah, there, there is, it's like a little hodgepodge of things that you either do or don't get in the moment. And uh, then certainly retention as those things become less relevant is uh, at least in my experience is, uh, is pretty mediocre. Well, it's, it's the idea of space for repetition, right? You don't have to do it over and over again. You're, you're slowly going to leak out of your brain. But I think also, and Mike, you can attest to this near term, your brain's going a mile a minute. You know, you're thinking of all the variety of things that you need to accomplish. Mike, specifically for you, you were thinking, I need to get home and set up a, a, a crib. I need, like, I need to do things. Um, and I remember thinking when my first daughter was born of, well, what, what now? Like, what, like, what, how, how, how do I do this? And so when someone's talking to you, we talk all the time about, you know, being focused and, and sort of shutting out the, the, the norms of the world and being able to focus on what you're learning this time, your stress level is through the roof. You're worried about so many different things. And this knowledge, I would say I probably retained 25, 30% of what I was told during those few days. And now even as you say, Brandon, I forget even more. Mike, do you feel as though, you know, people could have been talking to you, but maybe it wasn't sticking as well uh, as if you had dedicated, you know, focus and maybe not the, the uh, anxiety and pressures you were feeling at the time. Yeah. I, um, I mean, getting back to, to Brandon's first point uh, about uh, the classes we needed to take and the prep and what they gave us, like before uh, you give birth, you're supposed to take a parenting class. Uh, since Matthew came early, our parenting class was scheduled on Saturday, December 22nd, when we were actually uh, inducing labor. So, so we wound up uh, having the baby without the parenting class. But the whole time going in, we were like, well, once we have the parenting class, we're going to have it all, all squared away. We're going to have it all figured out. Everything's going to be fine. And uh, we, we wound up uh, reminding everyone who was coming in, like with the baby or whatever. It's like, uh, just as a reminder... <laughs> uh, we haven't had our parenting class yet. So like it's just both educators. Uh, and then uh, to your point, Dan, like uh, 
I've heard, you know, the, the, the working memory is uh, seven plus or minus two. So you have like between five and nine slots of working memory at any given point in time. And like, I think typically I'm like, I've, I've had a relatively simple life. So like I've been using maybe three or four slots at a time. I feel like the other five or six are occupied by parenting thoughts where like, you're always trying to figure out what should I be doing right now? And is this the most productive thing that I could be doing? But then if you start, this was happening, um, you know, right around Christmas Eve or so when I was trying to get the home straightened, straightened out and also get back to the hospital to be with the wife and all that was like uh, decision making, thinking in bets, like, should I do this or should I do that? And then what I would freak out about is like, I'm thinking about these things and I'm not doing either. Like, just make a move, just like, just do something productive. Um, it's it, it's remarkable and it is weird how different, uh, I don't think it's quite hormonal, maybe it's a little bit hormonal, but I, it's almost like your whole mindset changes. So like, I used to be like, Robin used to tell me like, oh, hey, you know, uh, can you, uh, you know, I'm kind of thirsty, can I get a drink of water? And I'm like, yeah, sure, there are refrigerators over there, you know? And now it's like, she says like, oh, I need a drink of water or, oh, I think the baby said, I'm like, I just jump out. I'm like moving with strength that I didn't realize I had. I used to talk about how, like, I would joke as I'm getting on in years uh, that I have trouble just standing up from the couch without pushing. And like, that was literally true. But now I'm just like, boom, like I don't even, with the baby in my arms, I'm, granted he's, he's, you know, he's pushing seven, seven pounds, seven and a half pounds. So like, it's not a big, uh, big weightlifting uh, burden for me, but it, but it is interesting how you actually have more uh, reserves that you don't really know about until you have to tap into them. Um, and then the don't shake the baby last thing, the don't shake, don't shake the baby. I gotta say, and I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm an e-learning uh, new media guy. The, the e-learning stuff at the hospital, the videos were actually pretty good uh, and, uh, and, and I've, I've learned more about breasts and breastfeeding than I ever thought. There's a whole world there that I did not understand either. And, uh, um, yeah, just like, it is a real learning. It's a nonstop learning, uh, marathon is what it, what it seems like. Although now that we're at about eight or nine days, I think we're starting to, settle into more of a natural flow. Did you have videos that were other non don't shake the baby videos? Was it because for us, it was just one. We had one video. Oh. We were not no, no. the print, the print material we did not get. Right. And the only thing we got was this, you know, like it, it, it passing in and out of like fitful sleep for, uh, for both of us. Like, and then someone comes in and says, you have to watch this. So we don't get to like, you can't take the baby home if you don't watch this video, which I think is the law. Uh, yeah. So we had one experience. Did you, were there other videos or were there other yes. multiple, other uh, e-learning experiences? There were there were many. Yes. Wow. There were uh, there were probably about ten or twelve because like I couldn't sleep that first night. We had, we had you know we we're in the private room, so I'm in there with her and Robin's asleep over there. The baby's doing his thing, sleeping. That's what they do a lot. And uh, I can't sleep, so I just start watching videos and like there they were actually good they were a lot of them were done by like pediatricians and uh um they were they were somewhat uh um empathetic i guess you know like the the thing that's hard i think when you have a kid 
is uh, how you always feel like you're falling behind and you feel like you're not as caught up as you need to be. And like, that you know, doesn't change. Hit- that doesn't change. I'm sh- I'm sure. But it's like, it's like, which milestones are we hitting? And like, do we really know how to do this? Not to mention the there's lactation consultants coming in and there's like, uh, there's, there's classes, breastfeeding classes to go to. And like, um, yeah, it's just, it is, I, I was really struck by how much of it is about teaching and learning, but also it's about like getting you out of the hospital too. So like, you can't be like, well, you know, we're really getting a lot out of these e-learning videos and uh, we're, we're, we're planning on staying the rest of the week. So, uh, so I hope you guys don't mind. You know, there also is a little bit of like, all right, you know, we're, 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 we're set up to, to keep, it's a volume play here. We need to, we need the rooms. <laughs> So, uh, so let, let, let's get moving. It, uh, you, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, the uh, big thing for me, it sounds like, Mike, you had sort of uh, available videos, and Brandon, yours was a prerequisite to leave. <laughs> like you, you needed to watch that video before you were allowed to leave, and Mike had the opportunity to watch more. And that is an intriguing uh, topic just from an education and learning perspective, Mike, of what's available to new parents, right? So throughout the country, throughout the world, obviously different socioeconomic standings, different uh, technologies. Um, What is available to new parents and what is considered scientific and medical and what's considered maybe more natural or more societal or more cultural uh, in teaching parents? It seems as though you had a lot at your fingertips and obviously being in New York, you'll you'll continue to have a lot. Do you see a, a, a... a, a viewpoint there? Do you have a view on what's available to parents and what should be made available to parents maybe before a, a baby is born? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, I did watch uh, Bandersnatch on Netflix, which is the new uh, interactive video. Don't spoil it. I've, I've got it queued up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I won't even spoil uh, that. Uh, but, um, but it is interactive. And one thing that I didn't get, and it's also like simulations, you know? So like you're given a scenario and then you're, you're asked to react and, uh, you know, steer in a, one direction or another. And um, I do think that's a really interesting learning context uh, so that even prior to having the baby, when you're starting to lose your mind, and in some ways we were lucky to deliver at 37 weeks because I think the last three weeks, um, we would have been really losing our minds and Robin would have been getting bigger and bigger. So, so I I think it worked out. Okay. But like just to have something valuable to start thinking about what's it going to be like when I'm a parent, what kind of decisions do I need to make? And then to see play forward a little bit. Well, if, if you make this decision, this is what happens. If you make this other decision, this is what happens, you know, not to get too dark about it, but like the don't shake the baby, like, if that's just something you do and then you see the negative implications, like I think it might actually, you know, burn into your brain a little bit more. Cause it's like, I took this action as opposed to, I was just dozing off, you know, barely conscious while the video is playing. Instead, I'm actually asked to do something to sort of play forward how I might parent. Um, I think that would be really useful. Uh, I think. And then I imagine that would, if I could have a subscription to something like that, that would be uh, developmentally appropriate so that, you know, I'm like maybe, you know, two to six weeks ahead in 
the types of decisions that I'm going to need to be making like a month or so from now. Um, I would really, I would love that, you know, and, and um, we did, uh, you know, I know we're past uh, the gift giving season, but uh, we did subscribe to uh, a subscription service called Love Every Baby, which, uh, which gives you developmentally appropriate uh, learning games and stuff to do with your kid, um, which is another reason why I really am thinking about having a kid in the golden age of subscriptions is also really interesting. We're like, what kind of lifetime service or two to three year subscription just to bridge through uh, the early days of, of, of Matthew's life. Um, uh, that stuff, that stuff really did strike me. And then some of that, you know, like we, I shared a couple things about parenting education uh, as well. Some of those things should probably just be available to all parents. And then you still have the, the digital readiness problem, like, you know, are people gonna find it? Do they know that those resources are available right. to them? But, um, but yeah, I mean, I do think there's a, there's a real need that's not necessarily as filled as, as it could be, um, you know, around some of these learning assets. Yeah, I think, uh, and Brandon, wondering your thoughts here, um, maybe on your experience, but there is uh, a definite cultural and societal way of parenting. And, and I think that uh, over time, we have seen that it's been very uh, passed down from generation to generation, how you raise a child, how you rear a child has been you know, very, uh, I think, uh, private and has not been something that you necessarily go to other people to seek out information. I do think today, Brandon, and your thoughts, with the proliferation of information on the internet, people have more access and maybe more openness to talking to experts or listening to experts on the parenting. Do you see it that way that the parenting maybe is coming out of that private sort of, this is how we do it um, in our family tree, or, or do you still see that as a future aspect of how people learn to and, and become parents in the future? Yeah. That, and that wasn't my experience. Um, it was sort of still um, generational handed down sort of mythology. And, you know, I know that not everyone is lucky to lucky enough to have uh, one or both um, newly minted grandparents, uh, grandmothers, especially. Um, but uh, for those who are, it, it's lucky, I guess. Uh, but it's also, uh, it's interesting. That was one of the thought, the, the things that struck me is, um, how uh, convinced people are that the sort of prevailing science of their day is the one that still prevails. And, you know, like uh, my mother hadn't had a baby in 35 years when I had a baby. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's her knowledge is a little dated and yet she believed absolutely. And things like don't let your baby sleep anywhere, but it's on, but on its back. That was not when I was a kid, that was not the prevailing thinking or, um, you know, don't give your baby both Tylenol and Advil, like the baby Tylenol and Advil, you can only give them one. That's also today, not the current thinking as at least has been prescribed by, by our doctors. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's one of the things that, uh, I like Mike, what you said about, um, simulation, like if there were more simulation for new parents, I think that would be really good. Another thing that I think is not well addressed is just how hard certain aspects are going to be. There's like, you know, there's a postpartum depression piece that I think is very real for a lot of people, both women and men. Yeah. Um, that That's a little taboo. Um, I think that uh, to, to talk about and shouldn't be. 
Um, I think the, you know, how to manage your family who has um, opinions on how much time they should spend with the baby, what you should be doing with the baby. Some of those, again, as I just said, are, are literally decades dated. I think sort of by definition, most new grandparents haven't had babies in a while. Um, I think that that's, there's not a lot of education around that either. And so I think if I were, uh, you know, putting together a, a sort of a curriculum for new parents, I would include some of that also, uh, in addition to uh, some of the more sort of new form ways like, uh, like simulation. It's also intriguing to me, Mike, that uh, if you think back to the Wendy Zuckerman episode at NAB, she talked to that Science Versus had the attachment parenting episode, right? And mm -hmm. what happens a lot in these sort of cultural slash scientific middle ground is someone who is not an expert can say they are an expert and put a book out and people will read it and share it because it maybe uh, helps uh, them with their biases or it helps them think a specific way. And, and then it becomes a fad. It becomes something that, that becomes a, a way of doing, doing things. It feels like this genre, parenting, has a lot of those potential pitfalls where a book could be written, uh, an e-learning course could be made, YouTube videos could be posted on just someone's opinion. And being a learning podcast and being, you know, tied, so we like to think of data. We like to think of, of sci the science of it all. That scares me a little. And I've seen it. Like I've seen books and I've seen um, plenty of posts from parents on, you know, plant baby center or wherever you go. Do you see that as something that can be, you know, over the years fixed or is that just simple, you know, Hey, we can share information, parenting, every, you know, everybody has a parent, <laughs> everybody has, you know, everybody has that, uh, that the information is going to get out one way or another. Yeah, I, I, the, the way I see it is like parents are extremely vulnerable. Uh, I know I am right now. Uh, and people present you with, uh, with some confidence, uh, a way to be, a way to act, uh, a thing to do. Um, you're probably, depending on how much prep you have in that particular area, you're probably going to want to rely on what people are telling you and uh, I think that allows for some folks to take advantage of, of this. So like, um, it's another reason why I think more familiarity sooner, because um, it is, I do feel like, uh, you know, the, the nine months is, is actually a relatively long time, um, but you don't really know what to do that it would be productive. So like, it does feel like if there were a better way to take advantage of that time, to do a little more real talk to uh, soon-to-be parents, um, including, uh, you know, how to tell the, the 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 con games from the science and the, uh, when to be careful uh, with your your spending habits. I think I might have a onesie problem, by the way. Like like especially with Amazon, and like they're really really friggin' cute, <laughs> and like you order them and they're they're there the next day. You know, like. It's uh have you gotten any from Matthew or just is this <laughs> just for you? You know, you know, funny story. Uh so we were trying to get Robin comfortable clothes because like she had just come home and like didn't really have stuff to help because uh, she we are we are nursing, you know. So like uh, I wanted to get more front opening clothes. So I stopped into like the 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 discount whatever clothing shop on on Fifth Avenue here in Brooklyn and uh couldn't find some, and then, and then I finally found one. I'm like, okay, nice jersey, comfortable material, front opening. I bought it for. I didn't look at the bottom. I bought my wife a onesie. It's like <laughs> it's like a nurse 
bought her a nursing onesie without without even realizing it. So uh, I don't know, but they're shorts. They're not like the footy style uh, onesie. Cause, um, and then, you know, but aren't rompers in or like, aren't they, aren't are. they like, yes. uh, like yes. bros, bros If you want to look it up, if you want to, uh, you want to look it up, the wife after the third kid bought a momper. So look ah. it up, find it's, it's out there. She loves it. Uh, she loved it. So had, had pockets. She was very into it. So, um, uh, that, that is maybe on that Amazon search list later on. Listen, this is going to be a work in progress. It still is for me. I know Brandon would say the same. Mike uh, will share uh, his thoughts as we move forward. I want to hear from all of you, you know, on, on whether uh, as a kid, remembering your, your parents and, and what they taught you or the other way around uh, about what you have uh, learned as, uh, about being a parent and how you learned before. Mike, any final thoughts before we uh, close out uh, this episode? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm going to try to stay connected to my uh, lifelong learner angle on the show because like I used to be all like, okay, now it's dad time. Guys are talking about being a dad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out and wait until I, I can then represent as someone who just wants to learn through my whole lifetime. So I stepped up. That's still in me, although I think it's going to be hard to keep it top of mind. So we may need to occasionally get a non-parent's voice on the show. Otherwise we're all going to be talking about our kids all the time, but it's also fun. So, uh, so yeah, uh, looking forward to looking, I'm really happy we're doing this by the way too, because otherwise it's just, uh, it's diapers and naps, uh, all day every, and Amazon all day, every day. So, so this is a nice, uh, welcome break in my day. And Brandon, uh, thoughts on, uh, maybe a, uh, trending in education onesie for dear Matthew. I think? like it. I mean, the merch. We got to get the merch store. It's uh, 2019. Uh, hashtag uh, New Year's resolution. Uh, but, yeah, congrats, Mike, and uh, uh, good luck. Um, and uh, keep, uh, keep learning and keep, uh, keep that baby learning, too. We will be back with more next week right here on Trending in Education. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook, trendinginteducation.com. Share us with a friend. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, then share it. Send that link on to someone else, an educator, an uh, administrator in your life you think would enjoy the conversation. With that said, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Trending in Education. 